Hello people, this is Mike Williamson. I'd like to spend some time in this episode talking to premarital couples, couples that are engaged or thinking about becoming engaged, or who might be in the process of going through some type of premarital counseling through your church or some other counselor. I'd like to encourage you, if you haven't already, to investigate our premarital workbook entitled Building Your Marriage Upon the Rock. Uh, It's a very thorough, very in-depth workbook to help couples uh, navigate the uh, territory of engagement and preparing to be married for a lifetime. It's a biblically-based workbook. It's solidly biblical. It, It adheres to the common tenets of the Christian faith. Every denomination can use it with confidence, and it's loaded with scripture. And it's very God-honoring. Again, it's in-depth. I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but it's, I think it's the most in-depth premarital workbook you can find. By the time you get done using our workbook, you will have asked each other and answered a multitude of questions about your relationship and about yourself that you never would have thought to ask each other. So it's a very, very good help for couples that are considering becoming married. At any rate, hopefully, uh, if you're a Christian, your church is requiring you to go to some sort of premarital counseling. I just hope it's very in-depth and very biblically based. You can check out our workbook at premaritalworkbook.com and um, there's some sample pages give you an idea of what the book looks like and some of the questions and topics and issues that are covered. And uh, you can order it there. But uh, anyhow, for now, I just want to spend a few minutes talking to you premarital couples. God bless you. You are about to enter into the most beautiful God-ordained relationship on earth. And it's also, or it might be, depending on you two and your circumstances and the state of your your faith and and, uh, godliness and all that, Um, It can be a a very blessed and uh, comforting time. It can also be a time of great uh, stress. Marriage is not easy. And doing marriage God's way is not easy because we have what the Bible calls the flesh. Other than coming to Jesus Christ and dying to self through coming to Christ, the next thing, the next biggest thing, the greatest thing that that aids you in dying to self, if it's ever going to happen, is becoming married. Marriage itself is an institution built upon the biblical precepts of dying to self. First of all, of honoring God in your marriage relationship, doing marriage God's way, and all that entails, just like the Christian faith itself, And the walk of Christian faith and discipleship, it entails dying to self. Jesus said, if you don't deny yourself, you cannot be my disciple. To be a disciple of Christ means to give up yourself, to give up your life for his sake. And you don't have any any ownership of your own life anymore. And that's the same way with marriage. You give up your ownership of your own self to unite with another person in this thing called marriage. In the Bible, Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, 
says, for this reason, for this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And that's what this is all about. Listen, becoming one flesh does not happen without a lot of struggle and conflict and adjustments and dying to self. It just has to be that way. You cannot become one unless each of you is giving up being yourself in in a certain respect. I don't mean you're giving up your personalities or your soul or you're becoming some kind of a doormat for your mate. There's a scripture that says, Can two walk together unless they're one and one in purpose and one in, in vision? Marriage, first and foremost, is about the kingdom of God and honoring God, and glorifying God, and obeying God. Marriage is God's idea. It's his deal. And marriage is a covenant. It's a covenant that you will be making with your fiancé before God. You are vowing not just to each other, but you're vowing to God, to love, and to cherish, and to honor, stay together through thick and thin, till death do you part. The traditional marriage vows are very serious, And I've been at marriages where the marriage vows were pretty flippant. I was at one marriage years ago when the guy pulled uh, the wedding ring out of a Cracker Jack box, and everybody thought that was really cool and hip and fun. Yeah, their marriage lasted for about a year, and then they divorced. Marriage is serious business. It's God's business, and it's a commitment to a lifelong relationship. And in order to stay married for life, And not just to endure each other for life, but to stay married and have a a mutually beneficial and blessed relationship. It takes doing things God's way. And that's what we hopefully, we we hope that you're doing. And it is, um, you know, engagement is a romantic time. Finding someone that you, you love, you know, that turns you on and you, you just can't get enough of them. You want to be around them all the time. You look forward to seeing them when you get off work and all this kind of stuff. After you've been married for a couple of years, that, that might not be the case. I mean, it, it, you might love each other and everything, but, you know, life has its ups and downs. And, and life has a way of just knocking the wind out of our sails. And then, too, you know, if you're on a honeymoon for a couple of years, but wait till you start having children. That adds a whole different dimension of dying to self. That really, I mean, coming to Jesus Christ is the first level of dying to self. Getting married is the second level. Having children is the third level. And by that time, if you're a Christian, married, and having children, I mean, that's the whole <laughs> that's the whole deal for dying to self. You just can't get much more than that. I mean, children have a way of demanding everything out of you. If you're going to raise children the right way, if you're going to love your kids, it, they're going to they're going to just suck the life out of you. They have to. They have to. They don't they can't they're not adults. They can't make it on their own. You've got to you've got to die to self. You've got to serve your children. And for women that stay at home and and nurture and raise these kids, it's 24-7. You don't get away from it. And as blessed as they are and as blessed as it is to have children, we delight in our grandchildren. But, you know, we're in our 70s now. (laughs) And to be around them all day long and all night long, like if, if we were their parents, I mean, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's blessed. It's blessed, but it ain't easy. Children are self-centered. 
and you find that out. Our, our little one-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter, she's the cutest thing in the world, and she's just the delight of our hearts. But that little rascal, she can she can uh, scream and pitch a fit if she doesn't get what she wants. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. She, she, she looks like a little angel, and the next second you wonder, eh, I don't know about this angel thing. <laughs> she can really pitch a fit. It's incredible. It's just incredible. And and she can go on for, I don't know, an hour, you know, if you don't figure out some way to moderate it and to calm her down. She just go, you know, they just, and our grand our grandsons are the same way. You know, they just, that's all they have to do all day long is think about how to get their own way. That's all it is for kids, getting their own way. <laughs> so having kids is dying to self. Marriage is dying to self. You know, I'm talking a lot about dying to self, you know, but man, you people that are never been married before, you might not realize what you're signing up for. There's a lot of good times, a lot of fun times. You guys are bonded together in a loving relationship. You care for each other. You you protect each other. You're there for each other. And it's great. It's wonderful. Sometimes, sometimes our flesh gets in the way and we have misunderstandings and we have conflicts and we have little skirmishes that take the shine off of this once beautiful, romantic, loving uh relationship that we that we pictured you know i i mean i guess i'm weird i'm a guy but i'm quite fond of romantic movies especially romantic comedy movies you know like you've got mail sleepless in seattle i mean i chick flicks go figure but uh you know i don't watch movies anymore that's that's another story but when i did i was i would watch those uh, because I love the relationship aspect of these romantic movies, romantic comedy movies. I, I like relationship movies. You know, war movies are okay and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, guys bond over machine gun fire and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> guys bond over working on a car or doing some project together. And women bond over talking to each other, and I get off on, on that kind of aspect, as well as bonding with men over working on a project. So anyhow, I don't know, I'm rambling on, but I am just hoping that you couples that are in the process of preparing for marriage have very, very in-depth, good counseling, and taking the time to really ask each other all the important and serious questions, and uncovering uh, yourselves to one another, being vulnerable, telling each other your histories, telling each other your habits and your sins and your struggles. That stuff's all important because it's going to come out when you're married. I don't want this to get too long. So listen, I'm going to cut this short and I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to continue this conversation, if you can call it that, in another episode. Anyhow, people, we just hope the best for you. So until next time, God's grace and his mercy and his peace be with you.